1: You are in the eye of the hurricane with Coach Shakur, the official podcast of Manatee Hurricanes football with your host, Chad Choate, and head coach of the Manatee Hurricanes, Yusuf Shakur.
2: Welcome everybody to In the Eye of the Hurricane with head coach Yusuf Shakir. I'm Chad Choate, your host, and we want to thank um, you all for coming out and listening to uh, the Manti Football Podcast. We'll talk a little bit about everything Manti football. Although unfortunately, last week uh, we didn't play, uh, but we've got a great opponent coming up this week. When in, in the Lakeland Dreadnoughts. I want to thank Coach Yusef Shakir for coming out um, after practice. I know it's kind of wet out there, and we can't seem to get a dry one. Uh, but I know you it looked like you guys were in the
3: gym. Yes, we went in the South Gym. We went in, did a little walk through, uh, actually a little bit of a little jog through everything. We got to see a lot of formation sets and did a lot of mental work today i uh, got some good film watching in, too, today. So all those things are very int- instrumental in what you're doing. And sometimes some of those things you really feel like you don't have as much time during the week to do. But this week we're getting a lot of the, those other components. I and mean, we had a good day yesterday, good physical day. And so then I you know, kind of double-edged sword. You still kind of want to be out there doing things. But as long as the kids are getting those mental reps, at the very least, that's the best you can kind of wish for.
2: Are you able to, before we kind of get talking about Lakeland and some things like that, uh did you did you guys split up everybody south gym north gym everybody together how how do you kind of play off that you know hey we're in the gym we got lightning um you're setting up formations all that kind of stuff for the guys to see.
3: Uh, we just kind of split it uh, okay. on one side, of the other, you know, of the, of the floor. you just kind of lock in, you just kind of keep it going as fast as possible. That's the biggest thing. To be honest with you, I kind of set it up like a ring of football. Okay. <laughs> so just fast paced, quick, because that, that, you just try to get as many reps in as possible. Uh, you know, I don't know if you remember, I know you do. But uh, people hear you know, Malcolm Gladwell's book, you know, 10,000 hours, you know, 10,000-hour rule of just study. And it's also coincides with just having the repetitions, repetitions over and over and over. And you just keep seeing that. Because uh, I don't know if he, in the background behind the Brazilian soccer team, But you know, Brazil is basically a concrete jungle. So there really is no grass in in Brazil. But they have one of the greatest soccer teams every year. And what they find is that they play on a smaller court. Uh, in what they call, I forget the exact name of it, but it's a little bit smaller, so it's quicker and faster. So that's why they're so explosive when they get on the grass. Makes sense. The guys say, hey, the game kind of slows down for them
2: as as the field gets
3: bigger, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so I just always kind of look at repetitions with practice like that, try and get as many reps as possible. Uh, and the kids kind of learn and one thing they found that. If you teaching the kids proper technique, that they they'll start to correct themselves through the repetitions of the behavior of doing those things.
2: Yeah, um, well, you know, obviously, no game last week. Unfortunately, you know, it was it was obviously going to be a uh, a reuniting of the rivalry between Mansi and Southeast, and um, actually, no, there was no Mansi County and Sarasota County home games played last Friday. Walk us through just kind of that decision making. How did that? How does that 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 happen? Who makes those calls? And was it discussed maybe to play on Saturday or not?
3: Oh uh, well, you know the kickoff classics. You never really made up because of the fact that they don't count, so it's not considered a regular season game. So those aren't made up unless both schools make concessions for it. And it, you can get the logistics in place more than anything else. Because people don't realize you've got to have ticket takers. you got to make sure the refs are available. Uh, the other team has to make sure they can get a bus to get them over there the next day. Uh, then, you know, on top of all of that, you know, you got to make sure that all the people that's surrounding the game can actually make sure it goes off. Uh, and, you know, because you got to make sure you have administrative coverage. Uh, so there's a lot of things that go into into making a home game possible. But the biggest thing, you know, like last week, Southeast, Southeast didn't even, it was raining so much all week, they didn't even have a chance to even put lines on the field. Because hmm. uh, it was just raining, it was constant rain. So they it, they didn't even have lines. And if you know, Southeast Field kind of, the sidelines, yeah. yeah, it's low lying. So it was just getting accumulation, accumulation. And it just, the surface just wasn't going to be. Um, it wasn't gonna dry up enough to be a solid surface, you uh, know. Things, and you want to make sure that you, the safety of both teams, and, uh, and with that situation coming in, and, and it just kind of made the the county made a decision too, based on you know fields and maintenance, uh, making sure that you know the fields can last and be safe, not only for last week but for this week also. That's the thing a lot of people don't think anything about that one that one game. Yeah. Well, you know, if you mess up the field, you know. It feels messed up yeah.
2: next week Well, too. watching like reading Facebook posts and things like that, and a lot of people say, "Oh, it's rain, it's mud, it's football, let them play." And I don't think that they that thought of the future. And yeah. one. Um, county's got to pay for a destroyed field yeah. and they got to pay for it to be fixed they got to pay for it to come out and roll them i remember several years back and and um, the, when we went to uh, kind of go back for southeast back in 14 go back to the saturday morning mm-hmm. completely muddy it was still sinking and and mm-hmm. the field was a wreck and you had they had to come out and roll it and that cost money yeah. and time for the county employees and stuff so You know, and and obviously safety is number one. I mean, in in the game of football now, safety is number one and and should be with the kids. Um, And, you know, it's just unfortunately uh, in this day and age, especially this time period right now and this August is always rain. And it seems like there's always either some kind of adversity with moving a game to Saturday or canceling the game. Um, So so having the game canceled, you know, how bad? In your opinion, I mean, does it hurt? Does it does it help? Maybe getting some guys healthy who were dinged up, a little bit of both. I mean, what's your feelings on that?
3: Oh well, you know, you always want to play, no matter who's playing. The biggest thing, I you mean, know, I've always been looked at the, the facet of if you have a couple of injuries, you know, that you can't worry about that. You have to go in with the guys that you have, and that's going to help your team actually because now you get more guys, more game experience than you would have. Because it's no way if you got two healthy, good players that they're going to get the equal amount of reps because of the fact that you never know how a series is going to go. You know, a lot of times, coach might say, all right, you got first series, you got second series. Well, one series, maybe three plays, next series, maybe 10. Uh, and so with those facets, but I always like to play. You know, if you get a little banged up, uh, those other guys get a chance to, to see what the intensity level is, the speed of the game. Because no matter how much you practice, it's never, you can never like, simulate the speed of a game right. and the intensity of the game that the, that your opponent is going to have because of the fact that in, in practice you can have a when you have those teams that you just have phenomenal practices. But it's still never gonna match the intensity of a game because of the fact that those kids trying to win. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it's a win loss. Sometimes the scout team, the scout team players, are just trying to get through the exactly. through the day. Yeah, they're just trying to make it. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh man, we almost done. So uh, you just that speed of the game and that tempo. Uh, then also you get get some bad habits out. <laughs> you know some things that uh, a lot of times you know some illegal motions or maybe some offsides, just some. Just that whole situation. Those pregame jitters, those yeah. new game jitters. Yeah. And all those kids, you just get those things out. And also they learn, more important than anything, they learn the speed of a game and how fast it's really played. And that's going to be very important. This week. Us, you know, <laughs> yeah. Play against a fast team. Yeah, we'll talk about Lakeland here uh, in our next
2: segment. But kind of closing with, with this first segment, I always thought in, in my coaching career Mondays, Mondays were always that kind of rusty practice where you're getting everything. The weekend, they had the weekend off. They're recovering from Friday nights. I always thought Monday was was a practice where uh, just getting back into the momentum of, of a game week how did you feel we came out monday uh especially after a canceled game i know you, you brought the guys out for light lift and run mm-hmm. saturday keep them going with and i thought that was good how, how, did, how did we look yesterday i mean it, it,
3: actually it was our best monday practice so far that awesome. we had a long time it was a very physical practice uh the kids book front. i think like you say, a lot of monday practices you have a lot of different issues the biggest issue i always have with monday practice is a lot of times the kids are processing the new information that you put in so that the practice is a little bit slower because they're, they're, they're thinking a little bit too much on that first month and they're processing it all on, on that day but the, the speed and the tempo that the kids played at was, was great as far as i was concerned you know the physicality and, and they weren't moving slow uh, they did a great job you know on friday like say game cancel we came in we watched film we went over checks and adjustments and we did the same thing Saturday morning. Uh, so the kids basically had two real good mental days. And, he, and this group has really been on as far as watching film is concerned. They, 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 really, uh, they, they really spent a lot of time investing in that component. And it in, in showed yesterday at practice. So hopefully it continues to show on Friday. Rest of the week,
2: yeah. Well, that's getting in this first segment here. we come on back after this commercial break, we'll talk a little bit about Lakeland on um, what to expect on Friday night. You're listening to In Night of the Hurricane with head coach Youssef Shakir.
1: Champions aren't made by sneaker companies, social media, or television networks. Champions are forged by Florida's merciless summer sun. One more sprint ran in the sand. One more set of bench presses. And one more hour of rep after rep after rep until perfection is reached and character is made rock solid. Coming soon, the Hurricane Champions Foundation will provide the resources needed to cover the cost of special projects and gear needed to ensure that our hurricane athletes, participating in all sports, have the resources and opportunities they need to match the size of their hearts and the depth of their dedication. The Hurricane Champions Foundation Supporting Manatee High School Athletics. Champions are made. Details coming soon.
2: Welcome back to In the Eye of the Hurricane with Head Coach Yusuf Shakir. I'm Chad Choate uh, again here with uh, Coach Shakir. Uh, we're going to wrap up this week's podcast, a little preview of this week's game versus um, the 2018 7A defending state champs, Lakeland Dreadnoughts, Coming into Hawkins Stadium, and uh, you know this is this is old school stuff, man. This is I was a, I was a kid watching Manatee versus Lakeland, and um, and when you you go up to Lakeland, you see all the cards with the L's, the orange L's on them, and um, this is a huge game. And, and you know we we got canceled two week two years ago. You know, I think we got one playoff, and as that play happened, the lightning struck. Yeah. Um, game was called. Went back up to to um, their stadium last year. Had some rain. It was it, it was kind of yep. It was nasty a little bit. Their, their field drains pretty well. Yeah, that's turf. why they got to play. Yeah. Yep. They have turf.
3: Yeah. And, well, that's you saw by that. You know with the county last week. That's why they should get all of the Absolutely. Players, you know, Absolutely. It drains there. well. drains yep.
2: well. Um, I know you went up to the game, I think, to watch it personally. Yeah. I saw it on your Twitter. Let's talk a little bit about Lakeland. I mean, look, we know the defending state champs. I think they had maybe like something around 29 seniors last year. Yeah. They 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 have to replace quite a few. Mm-hmm. I think mainly on the line of scrimmage, you know, two or three offensive linemen, two or three defensive linemen, shoot two of the defensive linemen. Or at least one of them is at Florida. One, not only qualified. The tight end went to Florida. Mm-hmm. I wish, I wish the r- current running back would go to Florida, but mm-hmm. we'll see if I can talk to him at the uh, at, during the game. Um, tell me a little about about, about them, what you expect, um, and and maybe some are they are there similarities from last year to this year, and and going forward. You know, what, what do you expect Friday?
3: Well, you know, Lakeland's always going to be very talented. Uh, Coach Castle always has a lot of talent on his team. Just looking at it, you know, throughout the years. Because, you know, when I was up at Lincoln, uh, for a couple of years, we went 7-8 North together. Uh, so I would always kind of just, every year, i kind of, in the summers, I always put game plans together on, on all possible opponents that we can play. Uh, so I always kind of just fall upon some film from different places uh, and do things and it, the names changed, but the bodies stay the same. You know, they, they got some speed, and they're fast, and they're big. Uh, really, the difference between this year and last year's team, last year they were very big. They were just very massive on both sides of the ball. That's what it looks like on film. Don't look like they're as big, no, as they, girthy. They're still big. <laughs> they're, no, they're not small. <laughs> but they're just not as big. They're just big and very powerful. Them two inside backers they had last year, man. They was some grown men mm-hmm. playing in them. Uh, uh, they just look. They look like true middle backers, just physical guys that can run. I think that's the biggest difference between this year's and last year's team. I think this year's team is a little bit more talented on the edge, especially with the addition of the the, uh, the kid from Mulberry, the the, the world class sprinter. Uh, you know, he actually you know number takes, ten. I think you know, number ten. Yeah, he takes it up a whole nother notch out there on that edge. That's what they didn't have that on the edge last year. As far as they yeah, had some 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 quick guys, some some very, some very good players, but they weren't you know elite level like that. You know that this kid is world class speed. You know and he he shows his speed on the field too. He's not a track guy that's playing football. He's a fast kid yeah. that's playing football. Uh, so I think that's the biggest difference between this the last. I think this year's team a little bit quicker. Uh, they, they, like I said, they're a little bit smaller, so they're a little bit more quicker. They just brute force last year. They just came right at you last year. And uh, I'm, I'm looking very forward to the game. Last year, going fourth quarter, the game was 21-14. Uh, that they, they only had one game where they weren't up 14 points at least last year. So uh, and going into the fourth, they just they just made the big plays in the, in the in the in the moment last year as compared to us.
2: Talking about last year, I thought that. Um... We were young, and so we got a lot of guys returning, which I think is fantastic. I think it shows, especially you can look back at, at a, lot of the game, a lot of the game from last year and say we played with these guys, mm-hmm. and these guys mm-hmm. went and won the state championship yeah. and beat St. Thomas Aquinas. Mm-hmm. So I thought last year the, the point in the game that was that was that probably may have been our backbreaker uh, was that third and short, mm-hmm. and uh, well, I think we're on their 25-ish yard line, mm-hmm. something in that almost their red zone. We jump off sides, become third and six. We don't get it. Go for the field goal. And I think miss it. Yep. That to me uh, could because I think we're only down like seven. Seven. I think at that point we would have tied it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that to me was the point that you know you always feel like that momentum is going, and then it mm-hmm. just if it breaks against yep. you or maybe it, it topples over for you. I thought that was that point in that game mm-hmm. for us. But what I love to look back at last year is I think that a lot of these kids are back. Mm-hmm. And they know, hey, look, we played with them last year, mm-hmm. and we can play with them again.
3: Well, no, our kids, you know like I said, we went in there to win last year, and that's what the kids did. They played, they played. You know, we not, uh, you know, we don't care who, who Lakeland is. You know, we're manatees. So put the ball down, baby. You know, exactly. <laughs> you know, so we run the play. You know, we don't care how many state championships they have or who it is. You know, our kids want to go out and be physical and they want to compete, and that showed last year. And I, I think our kids are very excited about this game. Like I say they're they, they're very mentally preparing and they're physically preparing to get it done and to lock it in and to be successful so you know we just got to make sure we go out and execute you know it's one thing about preparation it prepares you for the moment but it's nothing like the moment right so we still got yeah can't execute simulate it. in the moment can't simulate the game Talk a little bit about, you know, I think
2: the, the Mulberry, I don't know, his name is slipping my mind right yeah, now. Mine too. But But the other two playmakers, I mean, they got it. Obviously, they got DeMarcus DeMar- Bowman, DeMarcus yeah. Bowman, mm-hmm. five-star running back, going to Clemson. Um, you know, we, we saw him last year, obviously, mm-hmm. as well as a junior. Okay. He's only probably gotten bigger, faster, stronger. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know what he can do. Um, tell me a little bit about just, just from a scheme point defensively, there's really nothing <laughs> there's really nothing you can scheme to do. Mm-hmm. So what are we what are we what are we coaches coach Wheeler etc what are we pushing this week just to make sure we do to be able to, to contain him as much as possible.
3: Just playing low and fast and resetting that line of scrimmage. If we reset line of scrimmage, just don't get him a full head of speed. You don't have to make him make his cuts in the backfield. Just don't let him get that downhill action right now and get to that point of attack uh, before he really has a chance to really get going. Uh, you know, Good backs, they like space. and you know He's he's a guy, he'll, he'll make something out of nothing. And he's not he, hes hes fast, but he's physical too, and that's the thing I think that really separates him from the average back is—he uh, when when he gets up close to you, he's trying to explode through you. He's not trying to run around you. So when he gets there on you, he's gonna try to explode through you. But he has enough speed to run past you. Uh, so that's—I think that's the biggest thing, just trying to get on that other side of that line of scrimmage, reset it, and just gotta gotta get in. You're not gonna be able to get him down with, with just one guy. Uh, consistent. right? You know, great players, you know, always, but, but make a great skill guys. They always make the first guy miss. So we got to make, we got to make sure we run in Two, three guys have to be on the tackle every single time. We just got to gang tackle him, I and mean, we got to get him before he gets going. I thought watching this film, I thought Osceola did did a decent job of.
2: of I mean, at some points, their defense line, especially in the beginning game, mm-hmm. got some penetration and got yeah. some got some movement in the backfield. I think that we've got a pretty much same front as Osceola, maybe if not better. I mean, it's, obviously it's hard to watch on film yeah. and, and, and know, but um, I think set line scrimmage out. You know, they love the power game. Mm-hmm. They love pulling that guard, pulling those pull, – you know, even, even the tray, and they'll pull the guard and the tackle and bring them. Mm-hmm. I always felt like teams that did that did it really well.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, you create gaps that weren't there, you know, as, so as the play is going, just for everybody out there in, mm-hmm. in podcast land – as you move guys from, from, from left to right or, or right to left pulling guards and tackles, you create new gaps that yeah. weren't there at the start. Yeah. So for me, especially with those those gap teams like that, I think gap the gap presence, mm-hmm. especially the second level the linebackers, oh, yeah. making sure they're filling those mm-hmm. those places, watching off the yellow. there's there's some mistakes that were made that he takes some, some, I think it's the first, maybe second touchdown. Mm-hmm. He takes on, it looks like just a, a normal little gap play, and boom, he's out the gate because, yeah. you know, you're not feeling it. That's yeah. what's scary about it, yeah. you
3: know? So that's him. Man. He does it. They're running the fullback a lot more than what they were last year. Uh, actually, the fullbacks are mom. We went, to, we went to high school together. Okay. So, <laughs> Small world. Yeah. It is. <laughs> actually, she, uh, her older son played linebacker last year. He was one of the uh, two backers. Uh, so – but, yeah, they're running him a lot more. Okay. They, a lot, they have some trap stuff going on uh, with that fullback and really hitting that thing up in there. You know, they've all, he's always running fullback, especially when he got two good backs. Back. Sure. That's hard. Yeah. I remember they had, uh, I think, you know, Jamar, I forget his name. uh thing up going to South Florida, I think. With Rain oh and, yes, yes, yes. They used to he used to yep. hit the He was like
2: number twenty five, I yeah. believe he was fullback and then yeah. he went to went to USF. Yeah. Well what surprised me about the film when I turned it on and watched it uh, over the weekend was um they start the game off for the Bowman. I mean, I don't even know if Bowman's in the backfield. Yeah. If he is, he blocks, mm-hmm. and he blocks for number two, which is Finley Graham. He's going yep. to Florida. Yep. Um, he, he's an all-around yeah, athlete type kid. <laughs> yeah, plays Wildcat quarterback, does yeah. the returning. I think he plays safety. Yeah, he plays safety and corner. So you know, that's another dynamic what they got. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he's a big body kid. He's a yep. small kid either. Yeah, they, I mean, I think it was just kind of a, a, a just a quarterback role, jet. Just yeah. he took it and, just, and went some missed tackles, yeah, yeah. you know, and he broke it. But mm-hmm. I think that just shows you the versatility of Lakeland. I think yeah. that's, you know, for, for – and I'm sure this is why you, you probably scheduled him again mm-hmm. once we get the gate back that we didn't get right before. But <laughs> but also, you know, we're going to – this is who we got to beat. If yeah. we want to become state champions, we'll, we'd probably face them out of the north. Maybe yeah. a, an Armwood, I think, is in yeah. there. So so it's great to schedule these type of
3: teams. Oh, yeah. I, I think – I'm just a firm believer that you have to schedule hard early because I think it gets your kids understand the emotional level they have to play, especially we got the week. And that's why we scheduled Southeast for the kickoff classic, because I knew emotionally how taxing that would be because of the rivalry. Sure. And then we have to come back the next week, because that's the playoffs, is the week, and then we got Palmetto the next. So I knew we, those first three weeks, we were going to be emotionally having to be ready to play. And when you consistently can do that, during early in the season, and your kids learn how the playoffs are going to be, especially when you start getting that second, third, and fourth round, the emotions of, hey man, this this thing might be good, but won't get right. Yep. And, and so when they can, you can simulate that with those tough, hard games in the beginning. I think that helps you. And like I say, it's only going to make you better. You know, you're going to find out what your weak points are. And you, people always say on you know, the biggest change from week one to week two, in uh, during the season. And I think that when you challenge yourself at a high level, then you get to improve at a faster rate. And I think you put your team further along than you do if you just take this, an opponent early and so see that you know you're going to be, Because it doesn't expose your weaknesses. And, uh, and not only expose weaknesses, but some things you may need to uh, work on or maybe you know they may pick out some things that you didn't know was a weakness. That right. You <laughs> uh, doing those things and I can say you know Lakeland's gonna be Lakeland, you know, Yeah. as long as Bill Castle does, they going oh yeah, they gonna have them. They'll dudes. always be
2: good. Now looking at them defensively, talk a little bit about the linebackers. I definitely can see them on film that doesn't look like they're as, um, and like you said, those guys were grown men. I was mm-hmm. I was down there before kickoff, and those 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 guys were they were they were grown men. Mm-hmm. Still run, the looks same old same old four three, probably maybe four two five something like that. But it seems to me the front seven and their – they're. They're pretty darn aggressive. Look like they read and go. Yeah. They, read they, and read. go. Like they, they read and go. They maybe just go. Yeah. <laughs> they may just, they they maybe just see and ball they and go. go. Yeah. And and now pros and cons to that. Mm-hmm. Um I think, you know, and we don't have to spill the beans, but um offensively when you see something like that, what are some things you know, that, hey, look, you got a team that, that, you know, granted, they're going against a Kissimmee Osceola, which is a, a double wing, mm-hmm. you know, option, very, yeah. you have to be, go. Yeah. yeah. So that may not be their technique when mm-hmm. they come to us, um, but especially their outside guys, I don't know, I couldn't catch the number, yeah, the 20, outside guys, I think yeah. it was 20, 20 safety 20, or outside yeah. backer, yeah. Looked like they're just yeah. coming. Yeah. Um, you know, last year we gave of running. They know who running backs are. Mm. Um, they know that you guys like to be physical. Uh, what are some things you can play off of that, you know, as far as their, their aggressiveness?
3: I think, you know, you just, number one, you got to match their aggressiveness and their physicality. And you just have to make sure that you set the tone of what you think the game is going to be like in, in your perspective. Uh, and then I think that that helps them. I think we could hit some couple things in the passing game on them. I think as uh, long as you have time, you know, as long as you can block sure. them, that's the biggest thing. <laughs> to block them. But I think as long as we give our quarterbacks some time, you know, I think that we can actually do some things against what they do. But, of course, that all goes back to we got to have that time. Sure. Well, you know, and even last year, look at the game last year offensively, us on offense.
2: Uh, we hit some we hit some wide open guys. There was some some um, coverage mistakes by them, and then towards the end of the game they started, you know, bracketing, bringing over safety in a corner over top of mm-hmm. Keon, yeah. um, and that's where some of the stuff was exposed on the other side of the of the ball. So I definitely think you know that's a, that's definitely a possibility um, to be able to do that and, and go forward. How about you know we hope. Weather-wise, it's going to be a perfect night. (laughs) But opening, 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 you know, game, first game that that counts now at home, what does that feel like? You know what I mean? I mean, you know, this – especially this kind of game, this kind of rivalry.
3: Well, it's exciting. You know, I tell people, I tell the kids this yesterday – uh, you know I'm not from Bradenton but you know I always you know when I ever heard Lakeland Manti was playing I wanted to know the score I was like man what kind of game you know in our time it mean, was you had a videos, sure yeah we didn't it,
2: you had to wait till next morning exactly, on the exactly.
3: newspaper the newspaper yeah. uh, the newspaper you just had to read you know how the game went you had to create a picture in your mind about things but this game has been a big time rivalry you know for a long time you know gonna, Close and getting close to for 40 years, you know, because especially we used to be in the same district yep. for all those years. That was a big time, you know, it's when to go home, because especially during that time, especially in the 80s, when only one team was going, I think uh, 94 was the first year where two teams, the runner-up could go. Before that, it was just all just one team. So you can go 9-1 and one and be sitting at home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think that, you know, just all the great players that have been through this great rivalry before.
2: Well, I'm excited about Friday. Finally, finally, hopefully, we can put the red helmet on somebody and have a good, uh, good weather. I think it's only about 40% chance of rain, so we'll all keep, keep on. You know, look, we always talked about. My son said, my son's a freshman, and and he said that everybody talks about how they think Coach Shakir's got power of the of the weather. <laughs> that they see the clouds out there out east, but it never comes close enough. We thought the same thing yeah. as a kid. Oh man, Coach Canaan, he's got—he must have some kind of power that you see the rain out there, but it never comes. Yeah. So you've kind of lost your power the last week or so. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm say I'm
3: working good mojo. Yeah, I don't know. But like man. you say, you when you play football, you be like, man, it's gonna be bad, and you get out there like, oh, man, you see hell, it, yeah. and it don't come. But I don't know. I guess I guess we needed some. because guess the lower field, we know we need some extra some precip persist- precipitation. In yep. the world the <laughs> well,
2: we look forward to seeing everybody out uh, this Friday night at Joe and Field, the Hawkins Stadium, um, as we take on the Lakeland Dreadnoughts, 2018 defending state champs, uh, Lakeland Dreadnoughts. Um, and as always, thanks for tuning in. Thanks, Coach, for joining us. And go Kings, go.